0: The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community
1: Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers.
0: You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks.
2: Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. In addition to listening on the radio, you can check us out on our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Or if you are listen or if you are out of the Lexington area, you can download the WLXU app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the world. Amber Turner is in the studio with me. Amber, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Fall is officially here. It's officially upon us. Last week I said it was our last show of the summer. Well, today is our first show of the fall. (laughs) It is. And it's a pretty day. It is a pretty day. It sure doesn't feel like fall, but you can tell that the chill is starting to creep in.
0: The leaves are coming down. The colors are changing. I love
2: fall. I do too. Everything about fall. Just you got good TV coming back finally. Oh, yes. All the good TV shows, Shameless, Better Call Saul. <laughs> uh, what's the big ones that people watch? Grey's oh, How Anatomy. to Get Away
0: with Murder, Grey's Anatomy. Um, we've got a lot of new like FBI shows coming out. I don't know if you've been watching any of those advertisements for that. There's a lot of those coming out this fall.
2: Television is always its best around the fall. Football is in full blossom. Football, football, football. Whether it be fantasy football, people betting on sports, Uh, because now you can do that in Indiana. (laughs) Uh, But football is in full blossom. Every Saturday, Sunday, that's how people are spending a lot of their time is watching football.
0: Well, I mean, we won't be watching it in the Turner house, but because we're just we don't like football. You or your husband don't watch it, do you? We, you know, I enjoy football when I am around people who enjoy football because I like to feed off their energy. Um, But no, I've just never been a huge fan of football. Well, the
2: uh, clothes that you wear in the fall I like better than the clothes you wear in the summertime.
0: Oh. Yeah, hoodies, hoodies, uh, fleece-lined leggings, duck boots, uh, UGGs. I don't wear my any Ugg, of that. I my don't... UGGs are coming. You have UGGs? I do have UGGs. You? They're nice. They're male UGGs. They're male UGGs, and they're you don't know that they're UGGs. I guess I should clarify that. The only reason I knew they were UGGs is because I was like, "Ooh, I like those."
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not embarrassed to say that I have a pair of UGGs. UGGs,
0: I you, know, I've been complimented.
2: This is funny that you say I have UGGs. I have been complimented. On my Uggs from... I've had more compliments on my Uggs than I ever had anything else. But let me ask you a question because you reminded me of something. Okay. Talking about Uggs. Do you feel better when you're complimented more by a woman than a man?
0: Um... Let me think. What kind of context is it? I guess it's all situational. I like your hair today. Um... Honestly, I just I don't really like it when people say that in general. Okay, most women
2: that I've talked to say they love being complimented more by a woman than a man, and I'm like, why is that? And they say because women never say anything nice to other women. No, we don't. So the fact that they are saying it, they're meaning it.
0: And I you I. as I just said, I don't like to receive compliments. I love giving compliments. I love, so, you know, I'm back in college, so I'm around all these young kids. There was a little girl in one of my labs, and I probably shouldn't say little. She's 18. She had on a pair of shoes, and I, I loved them. I thought they were like pink Nikes, and I went up to her, and I was like, girl, I love them shoes, and she looked at me and was like, thank you so much. She was so excited, so the world's not broke her down yet. But the, but, My Uggs, I have been
2: complimented on them by guys and girls. And let me tell you something. I felt better getting a compliment from a guy on my Uggs than I did a girl. And the reason being is because when the guy came up to me in Walmart and said, Bro, I love your shoes. Uh I like your shoes. I was like, thanks. It kind of gave me that clarification that these shoes are worn by other men not just
0: no they are
2: they yeah, are they are uggs have a stigma that only women wear them.
0: and you know uggs were not created for girls to wear them with mini short like mini skirts i don't know if you know that but they were actually created because um surfers going out i think in like australia they wore uggs could you imagine wearing a pair of uggs like down in myrtle beach Walking in the sand.
2: <laughs> I couldn't. Bill on the show thread says, I like shorts in the summer. Well, I like shorts too. Some people wear shorts in the winter, in the fall, Bill.
0: Yeah. You can some people wear shorts and flip flops all year long.
2: All, all year long. So you can keep your shorts on. Nobody's going to judge you for that.
0: I do have to ask, do you love long sleeve T- like t-shirts, does that make sense when I say that? Like long-sleeve t-shirts. I
2: like long-sleeve t-shirts, but I also like just crew-neck sweatshirts, not with the hood. I like. Okay. I, don't get me wrong, cooties is my favorite thing in the world to wear, but the sweatshirt with the crew neck,
0: like a like a good old Hanes crew.
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. I dig it. Yes, I love it. But Amber, I want to fall is definitely here, and go out and enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. Halloween. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Caramel apples. It's gonna be good times. I want to play a little game with you. Okay. And I want you to add up your age... And the year you were born, you got, do you have a calculator, or are you going to do the math in your head? I'm going to do the math in my head. While, while you're doing uh, the math in your head, without even guessing, I'll tell you what your answer is going to be. It's going to be 2019. Because anybody right now listening at home, if oh, you well, yeah. if you take your age and you take the year that you were born, it will equal 2019. You couldn't do this last year. You won't be able to do it next year, and you won't be able to ever do it again in your lifetime because it only happens every thousand years. Oh, okay. So at home right now, if you don't believe me, take your age, take the year you were born, and it's going to equal 2019. And Amber's sitting here trying to prove me wrong because she's doing No,
0: no, no. i already done it, and folks, it is 2019. That's exactly what it says. Amber, did
2: you get a chance to watch the 2019 Primetime Emmy Awards?
0: I did not. Neither did anyone. Of the rest of the American people. Nobody watched the (laughs) Emmys, apparently. I watched uh, particular parts of it because I wanted a good
2: laugh. Yeah, it was the lowest rated Emmys of all time. And we are starting to see a trend with award shows. People aren't tuning in to TV like they used to. They
0: like to see the snippets online. We We don't... Honestly, we don't have that much time anymore. We don't have the time that we used to have. Yeah. And the Emmys, just
2: like the Oscars, this past uh, Oscars, they did not do the show with a host. Instead, they had Homer Simpson come out and uh, from The Simpsons and <laughs> do some jokes as a... What do you call that uh, thing when you can put people and it looks like they're standing there?
0: Oh, like a hologram?
2: Hologram. Okay. They had Like a hologram of Homer Simpson. But... Even though that nobody watched the Emmys, because I didn't watch them, I'm going to, because I looked all this stuff (laughs) up online and I was looking up snippets. But I will say this I do enjoy the Primetime Emmys because it does recognize people that deserve these awards. It's not like an award show like the MTV Movie Awards where people just vote for their favorite. True. Emmys are actually giving these accolades to people who deserve them. And TV is better than ever. TV today in 2019 is better than it's ever oh, been. Oh, I agree fully. Yes, because look at what you have on TV now. You TV, because of uh, streaming devices and because of these network stations, these cable network stations like AMC and TNT and TBS, they're allowing these characters in these TV shows to open the creative envelope and do things that you typically used to not, you were not able to see these things on TV, but now you are.
0: I think the thing I enjoy the most about 2019 and television, and I guess award shows in general, is we are... We are actually allowing Netflix original content, Hulu original content, yeah. Amazon Prime original content to be associated with this. It's not just about what's on the old boob tube And anymore. they dominate. They dominate. They do. They dominate at the Emmys. Orange is the New Black. Ozark... Um, uh, the Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's That's Tale. That's one of the best shows I have ever watched in my entire life. Did it win big at the Emmys? You know, I'm I'm, I'm going through my notes here, and I don't think that they did, which I think is very, very, very sad. Uh, but I still don't think it's a testament to the show, because one show that came out, I, it did win, and that was The Act yeah. with Patricia Arquette. Um she came on and portrayed a character that i did not think she was going to be able to portray and this entire series it was a mini series um it was absolutely amazing If you've not checked it out, Adam, I recommend it.
2: I like uh, TV because it does give uh, shows an opportunity, writers, to give us long-form storytelling in movies, the movies over in two hours. With TV, uh, they can tell a story in long form, and we start to connect with these characters. We start having a bond with these characters that we watch on TV. I mean, have you ever watched a TV from start to finish? I'm talking live. A TV show that you would dedicate your time, 30 minutes, an hour, an hour. Of your week to sit down and watch it. Yep. And when the show goes off the air, you feel some type of way about You're it. You're devastated. You're devastated because that bond that you had with that character—they feel like your brother, your sister. Yep. And your best friend. They're your best friend, and they're going away. Yep. And I, I love what, it. What's your show that you've watched? My favorite show currently on the air now is Better Call Saw. Well, I guess one that you've watched from start to finish. <laughs> from start to finish. That's currently, or just in general. In general. Breaking Bad. I was actually one of those people who did not, uh, I was not late to the party with Breaking Bad. Okay. It premiered It premiered on January 20th, which is my birthday, uh, 2008. <laughs> so I think it was my 20th birthday that show premiered and I was watching it. And I was like, let's see what this show is. It's my birthday. Okay. And uh, I turned it on. I, I got addicted to it. It was.
0: I, it's a very addicting show. Yeah. And still, yeah, that's probably my favorite show. You know, we're actually re-watching that right now. Yeah. We, we've just started it. Because, you know, Wiley and I like to have something on. On, on TV when we lay down and we've decided we're going to watch. And what Breaking I like Back. about TV
2: now is you see a lot of big name actors crossing over to television. Yep, Jim Carrey, yep, Hillary Swank, so many people. Uh
0: Kevin Spacey
2: came for a while and did House of Cards.
0: Oh, and that was Absolutely, I, I don't care what he done in his personal life because I can't judge him. That's not my job. But that was a great show. Did you get a chance to watch House of Cards? Because they actually won at this Emmy. So it, it I, I love that you mentioned it. I,
2: I didn't. I didn't
0: watch. But I'm going to give a rundown
2: of the winners just quickly. Outstanding drama series was Game of Thrones. I've never watched an episode of that.
0: I have no intention on either.
2: Yeah, people love it. Outstanding comedy series is Fleabag. Fleabag was a huge win at the Emmys. They took home several awards. Have you ever seen Fleabag?
0: I've not, but I find it uh, I find it very sad that Shits Creek didn't win in comedy series because if you've not watched it, it is absolutely one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my entire life. Shits Creek. Shits Creek. It's got Eugene Levy and his son. Can you spell that for me? It's S H S C H I T T S <laughs> Shit's Creek.
2: I like it, and I like it because we can say Shit's Creek on the radio. <laughs> That's and, exactly
0: why I brought it up, and not get in trouble. Uh, their
2: outstanding lead actor in a drama series was Billy Porter for Pose. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series is Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. I thought was odd that she won best actress in a drama series and she's not the main actress. And
0: Sandra Oh is. Is. And lost. And lost.
2: Yeah, I found that odd.
0: Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series, Tony Shaloub. Do you remember Shalhoub. Tony Shaloub? Do you know who Tony Shaloub is? Who is that? That's Monk. He played Monk for all those years.
2: Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Outstanding writing for a comedy series, Fleabag Episode 1. Outstanding directing for a comedy series is Fleabag Episode (laughs) 1. Outstanding comedy actor, Bill Hader and Barry. Bill Hader is from The Office.
0: Uh, He's also in It. He he's in
2: the new It series. He's in a lot of movies. He is. Outstanding comedy actress Phoebe Waller Bridge from Fleabag, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, Peter Dinklage, the little midget from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love that guy. I love it when he gets up to talk, about to receive his award. They have to lower the microphone all the way down to his mouth and it's really, really low. You know, he
0: doesn't even care.
2: He don't care. He's making he's, millions. He's
0: winning an Emmy. He is
2: winning a life, <laughs> is what he's winning. Outstanding writing for a drama series was Succession and Nobody is Ever Missing. Uh, outstanding supporting actress in a drama series, Julia Garner for Ozark. Outstanding directing for a drama series, Ozark. Uh, outstanding competition series is RuPaul's Drag Race. I can confidently say I've never watched that. (laughs) An outstanding variety catch series is Saturday Night Live. That show has been on the air for a thousand years. Yeah. Outstanding variety talk series went to last week tonight with Jason Oliver, or I'm sorry, John Oliver. That is a huge win for him because he was up against people like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. I'm telling you so, and that's a funny show.
0: Oh, he was also up against James Corden. Yeah, well That's a huge win. Yeah, James Corden. So, um did you ha- did you happen to watch any snippets from it? Did you get yeah. to see the the little fiasco with the Kardashians? Uh, something happened at the
2: Emmys where the Kardashians came out, and they started talking about being real. And, and unscripted. They got, and unscripted, and they got laughed out of the room.
0: They did, and I just I found that I would hate to be them in that moment because they do put a lot of work into what they do, but, man, I would have loved to have been there.
2: It would have been funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take our first commercial break. Stick with us, and we will be right back after these words. Cincinnati. Everybody to off the cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in the studio with me. Amber being in radio, it would be a sin not to mention this. Marty Brenneman is broadcasting his last game at the Cincinnati Red as the Cincinnati Reds play by play guy. He's been the Play-by-play guy for the Reds for 46 seasons. As a matter of fact, the game's already finished. It's already over with. He, The Reds lost. No surprise there. And it's a shame that they couldn't win on Marty's behalf. But Marty, he turned his microphone off for the final time today after 46 years in the broadcast booth. And uh, the Reds... They closed out their last home game with a loss. They still have to go against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Marty's not going to travel with them because he wanted to end his career at home. But it's a moment that the city knew was coming since uh, he announced his retirement back in January. And for many people, many, many, many people, this is a very hard day for them because you imagine— Being a little kid, growing up listening to somebody like Marty for all of these years, and then all of a sudden he's just not on the radio. Something that you're so used to every day, something that you get, that you're just expected to turn on the radio when you're listening to the Reds, you're going to hear Marty Brenneman. Yeah. Now you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear him. You're going to hear his replacement, which I don't. Really, I was going to say, do you know who the replacement I is? I don't really know who it is, and I'm excited to to hear who the new replacement is going to be or, or hear what he sounds like, but he has got huge shoes to follow.
0: Well, I have a really heavy question I want to ask you regarding this. Yeah. So, Marty was in broadcasting for 46 years. Yeah. You have been in broadcasting for over five years now, mm-hmm. so you got to think. you still got 41 more years to meet up with Marty. Yeah. But... Right now, in this moment, how do you? How would you feel about this being the last time you turned the mic on?
2: I couldn't imagine, and I don't think that he actually has let it sink in and, and he's let it hit him. He has said that today is going to be the hardest day of his entire life. I could agree with that. It would be the hardest day of my life if I did something for 46 years and something that I love because I love doing radio. And if this was the last time that I was going to sit here and be behind the mic— I don't think you know until you're actually there in that moment how you would feel. Yeah. Doing something 46 years is a long, long time. He says he is excited about retiring. He's excited about spending time with his wife, Amy, and playing golf. He loves golf. He's even got the Marty Brenneman Golf Classic that takes place every year at Belterra Casino. So oh, that's cool. he's going to be able to do things uh, to keep his interest up. He's going to be able to do a lot of his interest that he couldn't do before.
0: But... Well, but I don't know. I just feel like it would be weird after 46 years, you know. They say you do something three times, and it's it's a habit, so just imagine doing something for 46 years. When I was reading about Marty, I found it really interesting that he was
2: 32 years old when he started his broadcasting career. Okay. And that gives a lot of hope to a lot of these people out here that are in their 30s or even in their 40s and hasn't made it yet that... Marty Brenneman, one of the greatest of all time, was 32 when he started working for the Reds. He's now 76 years old. And what I found fascinating about Marty is being that old, he is on no medication. Oh, wow. No medication. Uh, don't know how that happened. But talk about somebody who, I guess if you do stuff that you love and you you are doing a career that you enjoy, you're not really working.
0: So is that, is that common that... You know when you have these major league teams that you will have the same announcer consistently. Like, is is this a common thing or most of the time? Yeah. See, I mean,
2: it's just like Kentucky basketball. We've had we had Kaywood Leftford for years and years and years, and it was the same thing when Kaywood when Kaywood left. Uh, he just he left abruptly. He, yeah. You know his last game that Kaywood called was the Christian Leitner game when we lost. Okay. Yeah, that was the last time we heard Kaywood. But Marty... Marty's done. I mean, a lot of people are very upset about it, including myself. The first 20,000 fans that went to the game today received a Reds Transitter radio so they could hear Marty's call of the game while in the park. And uh, for the ninth inning, they broadcasted his radio broadcast over the speakers. I know a couple networks. I think the MLB network broadcasted the radio broadcast of Marty over the game. So Marty quoted, he said, When I call my last pitch Thursday, I will cease to be relevant. I don't think there's any more false words that were ever spoken, Marty. Uh, Not only were you the voice of the Reds, but you were the heart and the soul of the team. And you have forever etched your spot in the Cincinnati Reds. Your voice has been attached to so many games. So many... Your voice is the soundtrack of all these Reds games over all of these years. So... Marty, I wish you a very good retirement, and you, somebody like you, deserves all the happiness in the world going forward in your life, and what a career you had. So, before I end this convo on Marty, put together a little Marty Brenneman's greatest calls from the archives, and this is courtesy of WLWT in Cincinnati.
0: are out front, 3 nothing. That ball is gone! A home run! Unbelievable.
2: Henry Aaron has just tied Babe Ruth's home run record of 714.
0: He levels the bat a couple of times, Shao kicks and he fires, Rose swings. There it is, there it is, Get out! Get out. he swings, there it goes, long fly ball, right field. It is a number 600
1: for Ken Griffey Jr. And a high
0: fly ball, way back in center field. It is out of here, a grand slam home run for Joey Votto, And this one belongs to the Reds.
2: And this one belongs to the Reds. Thank you, Marty, for everything you have done. You are a legend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take another commercial break. We'll be right back after these words. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in the studio with me.
0: I have to say, I love that I work with my best friend.
1: We because, are working together. Because
0: he consistently, guys, he will consistently not tell me like little tidbit things. And then he wants my genuine reaction. <laughs> so I think you just enjoy watching me dance when you put on some music from the past.
2: I really do. Because I love it. Because Like that time I played Britney for you. That was a good day. And you went wild. I did. So unless you've been living under a rock, you have heard of the Trump impeachment case that's going on right now. It was all over the news. I actually thought my TV show was going to get bumped today because it was on every channel, ABC, NBC, CBS, and I was like, this better not interrupt Midday Kentucky at 12:30 because <laughs> I'm going to be really upset. So I don't I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a lot about it. I'm I'm sorry Kelly Hall, my 8th uh, grade history teacher, <laughs> but I don't know a lot about impeachment. I know a little. I know very little I know enough to talk about it today on the show. Okay. But here's what we know so far about the whole Trump impeachment. Uh, There is a whistleblower, and this person has tentatively agreed to meet with congressional lawmakers. The whistleblower is not scheduled to appear before Congress, a source said. Lawmakers have not been told the identity of the whistleblower or where the complaint works in the government. Uh, So about the complaint, the whistleblower complaint deals, at least in part, with a phone call Trump had with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky on July 25th. A transcript of the conversation released by the White House shows Trump repeatedly uh, pushing Zelensky to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. There is no evidence of wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. Sources so far have not shared what more may be contained in the still classified report. So... Um, people are asking, you know, what is impeachment? Does impeachment mean that he's not going to be the president anymore? So I made a few notes here on what impeachment is. I think there's a misconception with how impeachment uh, works. Uh, so a sitting U.S. president can be impeached for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. The House of Representatives votes for On the impeachment, and if a majority of members vote in favor, in favor, the Senate then conducts a trial. A two-thirds majority in the Senate is required to convict and remove a president from office, which has never successfully happened before. Now, impeachment does not, in itself, remove the officials from office, like a lot of people think. So, what impeachment is? It's the equivalent to an indictment in criminal law. So if you've heard people say they're getting indicted, that's the same thing as in the government is being impeached. Um, a lot of people think Nixon was impeached. He was not. Nixon ended up he faced possible impeachment but he resigned before that could happen. And we all remember the Watergate scandal or if he wasn't alive during that time you should know at least a little bit about it. Or if you've watched Forrest Gump you should know. Yeah. Uh, there are However, have been two presidents that have been through the impeachment trial. Uh, Andrew Johnson was the first in 1868, and it was for firing a cabinet secretary without the consent of Congress. And Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton uh, uh, was—they were were looking to impeach Clinton because of his relationship with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. The impeachment threat comes up a lot, Amber. Oh yeah, it does. Every president since Ronald Reagan has been threatened with impeachment by members of the House. Including Trump, he's been he's been threatened. Yeah, this be- isn't our first rodeo. No, he's been threatened before, and he has faced three separate resolutions for impeachment in 2017. So, this is not anything new. No. But I do feel like out of all the times they've threatened it, this right
0: here is serious. Well, so I, th- I think I think we need to explain what a whistleblower is. Uh-huh. Um, so a whistleblower is anyone who can come forward within an organization. Um, it can either be private or public, and they have information or they have witnessed, you know, an activity that can be deemed illegal, unethical, or not correct within that organization's policy. So that's pretty much what's happening now. I am seeing that. President Donald J. Trump has tweeted, I'm thinking the identity of the whistleblower. Adam Schiff is being called to the plate right now. Oh! And I'm going to quote directly from President Donald J. Trump's Twitter, Adam Schiff has zero credibility, another fantasy to hurt the Republican (laughs) Party. And this stems from another tweet um, a whistleblower with a sec- with secondhand information, another fake news story. See, um, see what was said on the very nice no pressure call. Another witch hunt, and. <laughs> the fact that our president uses Twitter very very frequently like sometimes I find it very very enjoyable because I love to see things like this like he's spilling tea right now about the congressional houses but then again it's like when you find out something bad about your mom or your dad you know these are supposed to be people that don't do anything bad so when you find out they've done something bad it kind of alters your image of them a little bit am i lying no you're not it alters your image and I you know I think that when we are consistently throwing these accusations. We are hammering Trump. Yeah. Don't care if you like him or not, he's still the principal of this country. Exactly,
2: and here, here is my thoughts on it. I think that what he did was horrible. I think it was morally wrong, and it was abuse of power. Uh, but with that being said, I'm afraid an impeachment will set this country back. Uh, it will cause more divide than what we already have. Yep. I think after Trump's term is up, what he should do is decide, I think he should just decide not to run again.
0: I think that would probably be in the best interest for the country, but at this point, I feel like we're playing like mean girls in high school because we always like, I feel like each party wants to one up the other every day. And it used to be like maybe every other month we would yep. try to get a one-up. But I feel like it's it's every day, if not every hour. Because, yep. you know, I'm constantly seeing feed come through. You know, we're having updates. Literally, we had an update, you know, 24 seconds ago. Yep. And it's con- it's just constant. And these are the people that we're supposed to be trusting to run this country. But if y'all can't get along, how do y'all expect us to get along?
2: He needs to just go ahead and um, announce that he will not seek re-election. And I, I have never publicly... Said this, uh, you know, I I voted for Trump in twenty. I I voted, I'm, I'm, I'm I voted for Trump in twenty sixteen. Uh, Hillary was haw- awful. Yeah, Hillary like, was horrible. Uh, all those people in Benghazi. Benghazi I can't, can't ever say that word correctly. Benghazi. Benghazi. That was horrible. And her as the leader of this country, that would have been terrible. Trump. I was a Trump supporter. I, and, and it's not that I am. I'm still with. I still. I'm going to respect the president because he is the president of this country. But this is, is getting out of hand. And I think that if Trump does this in exchange, I don't think there should be any attempts to prosecute him once he's out of office. I think he can go on and live his life. It's probably great living the life of Donald Trump outside oh, sure of the White House. So I think that if he decides not to run, or, then I think that they should not attempt to prosecute him. Because not only might he get kicked out of office, he might go to jail.
0: Oh, well, he's not going to let that happen. He might go to jail. I mean, do you not agree, though, that when we are consistently breaking down the these very, very, very prominent public figures, and they're not just public figures, they are elected officials, they're officials. Yeah. Do you not feel that when we consistently, or, you know, when we have celebrities that go on there and they, they will put their actual opinion, and then President Trump will tweet back at them, you know, he, he attacked Chrissy Teigen, and I don't want to say attacked, because uh, she very much is very provoking with some of her stuff. But I mean, does that not break his credibility? Like just our credibility in general, like if we lived in England, do you think that we would see this and think that this is appropriate? Do you think the queen of England is over there tweeting out people? No. Being foul-mouthed and trashy. Well, Trump is definitely not your typical
2: politician. And that's why he got a lot of votes. That's why he won over a lot of people, because he isn't your typical politician. And he does say it li- like, he, like he sees it. I, I like that about Trump, to yeah. be honest with you. I think that a lot of the things Trump has done has been great. But you can't be out, Trump, doing the things that you were doing, talking to these people. Foreign leaders uh, investigating an opponent that I didn't even think—I seriously didn't even think that Joe Biden was a serious threat to your reelection. But obviously, Trump thought that Biden stood a a great chance against him. That's why he is already looking into dirt on Joe Biden. Well, Nancy Pelosi is not going to let this go. Nancy Pelosi needs to go. She's like 100.
0: (laughs) I just love because I feel like she brought herself down to his level. So she is like saying, this is a cover up. Like, I bet that was just an absolute hoot to hear. You know, him talking about a witch hunt, her talking about a cover up. That's just too much. Um, uh,
2: This is off the Trump subject. This is back on Marty. Zach on the show thread says, Good for Marty. Hot take. Ready for a new voice. Should have hung up the mic several years ago. Wow. (laughs) Wow, Zach with the zinger there. Woo. (laughs) Wow! Should have hung up the mic years ago. I mean, that's funny, Zach, that you do say that. Marty, even though he is retiring today, he's already done his last broadcast. I think this season, Marty missed like 30 or 40 games already. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he Marty's not been full-time for a while. He's not officially been gone, but he's not been full-time for a while. But <laughs> it's an interesting, unpopular opinion, I'm sure, from a lot of people. But it's change. Change is good if it's positive. uh, I think that it all depends on who we get as the new announcer for the Reds. Exactly. All right, Amber, I want to talk about this. Okay. And uh, you being a female, I think it's a great thing to bounce off of you. Okay. Do you get offended when a man walks into the room, and let's say you are in the room with three other women and two guys. Okay. And a man walks in the room and says to you, Hey, guys.
0: So, we know I'm not the typical female. We know that. I'm just not. So, I I can see this from two points of view. Because at one point in time, I was. I was that female. I would have gotten extremely offended. But if we are within mixed gender in a room, no, that wouldn't bother me. But what does bother me, this is the one that bothers me the most. I hope people are listening. Waiters. Yeah. The waiters and waitresses, they'll come to the table. It'll be three women sitting at a table. Hey, guys. Yeah. So that does bother you? That does bother me. Okay, I'm confused then. Well, if we're in a mixed gender room, like, I don't expect somebody to be like, hello, females, hello, males, or hello, you know, hello, girls, hello, guys. I don't expect anybody to do that. Just, hey, guys, you know, like, okay, let's go on about our business. But if you see three women sitting at a table, three women. Okay. Three whole women sitting at a table. We're not guys. Yeah. Just say, you know, good afternoon. You know, can I take your order? Like, you don't have to say, you know, hey, guys, how are you? Or, you know, does that make sense?
2: If you as a woman have been offended by someone saying, hey, guys, to the point to where it makes you mad or hurt your feelings that they didn't say, hey, guys, and girl, um, you're in for a rude awakening in life because there are certain things that has been around for so many years and it's it's a genuine hello from a lot of people and i just think that that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard i want to play you a clip of this uh woman who is speaking on how offensive this is this is from now this take a listen
1: hey guys welcome back to now this (laughs) guys is a simple term it could mean boys or if you're modern hip it means people At first glance, guys seems inviting, friendly, maybe warm, even comedic at times.
2: Okay, let me stop it there. So what's the problem?
1: But it, like many male default terms, should not be normalized as an all-encompassing phrase. Innocent as it may seem.
2: Innocent as it may seem, Amber.
1: While we may understand the word means no real harm, with a deeper look you'll understand that we've been ignoring the cognitive impact on women as well as gender non-conforming folks by only explicitly addressing the male-identifying individuals present. The meaning of guys has changed over time. According to the Washington Post, etymologists believe it began in the 17th century with...
2: Are we re- is she really going on about a history lesson of how the word guys have changed over time? When I walk into a room and I see a couple girls sitting there, a couple guys, or even if it is a, a table full of women, I might say, hey, guys, I mean nothing by it, but I don't want you to come up to me and say, no, I'm not a guy. Don't say, hey, guys.
0: Well, on the show thread, uh, Lana actually said that she calls her dogs and her horses, guys. How many times have you heard me refer to my animals as, hey, guys, calm down? Hey, guys, calm down. All the time. All the time. So, you know what? I'm going to take back my previous statement. <laughs> Thank it, you. It, it's not It's not offensive. It's not. It's nothing that's gender-based. It is just an easy, quick... Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey what's hey? up? Yeah. But
2: here we go again. These, 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 the new generation, this Gen Z is, is getting out of hand. <laughs> I mean, gosh. Like, one time I knew this gentleman. He was a doctor, real prominent from his country. And I went up to him and I said, hey, man, how you doing? And he got really upset with me and was like, don't call me man. I'm not a man. So I didn't, but I should have looked at him and said, Oh okay, woman, I'm sorry. You know. Uh, but I, that's just how I talk sometimes. Sometimes I say man when I'm talking to another male. I'll say yeah, hey, hey man, how's it going? And it's nothing. It's nothing. So just get your bloomers out of your out of get your
0: bloomers out of the wad. Did I say that right? Get your bloomers well, out. Well, I was going to say take your bloomers out where the good Lord splits you, but yours will work too. <laughs> we'll roll with it. <laughs> Well,
2: how about rolling with this new Post Malone song for Off the Cuff Song of the Week? Do you like Circles?
0: I like Post Malone. I've not heard this one. You've not heard Circles?
2: I've not heard Circles. Well, sit back, ladies and gentlemen. Roll down them windows if you're in your car, because we're going to play the Post Malone Circles for Off the Cuffs Song of the Week. Amber's first time hearing it. I think you'll like it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Banks back here with you. Uh, that was Circles by Post Malone. Did you like the song, Amber? you enjoy it? Yeah. You did?
0: Yeah. I enjoy all Post Malone, so... He don't make bad music. He do- He don't... He could carry a tune in a bucket. He could. He could. I'd travel to see him. And
2: we have breaking news, actually, as far as music goes. The Super Bowl performers have been announced for 2020, and it is Jennifer Lopez and... Shakira. Shakira, I don't like that. Why? I just don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our last commercial break, and we will be right back after these words. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Last segment of the hour, Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in the studio with me.
0: Great song again. Just want to throw that out there. Thank you very much. Folks, I hope
2: you have had a chance to watch me on Midday Kentucky. I've been going on there quite frequently on ABC 36 at 1230. It's really cool. Like, I got to go in there again today. And one of the things that I love about doing TV is the guests that get to come to the station and the people that I get to meet in the community and... So many different people come into that studio. You watch the show on a regular I basis. I watch
0: the show on a regular basis. Yeah, and
2: you've noticed some of the guests we have are typically people that had, them, had it not be for the show, I wouldn't have any interest in talking to them because I didn't know no better. I was ignorant. I didn't know yeah. anything about what they had. But so many people come on that show that introduce their business or their product and and I just love that. We had this woman on the other day, and she was teaching us how to knit. Did you see that episode?
0: <laughs> I, so, you know, I love you. I do. I love you. Yeah. And I love, um, I have it like, you know, I've talked about this before on the show. I keep an archive of, you know, all of his segments on there. And I have to say, to date, that's probably going to be one of my favorites, uh, because you were lost in the sauce. Man. I was.
2: I was lost in the sauce. But it made me think about how easy my mamma made it look. My mamma had a sixth grade education, and she could make you the most beautiful Afghan slash quilt slash anything you wanted. You could even think of that needed crocheting. She could crochet it for you.
0: I love that you called it an Afghan. An Afghan. What else do you call those things? Uh, well, I feel like most people just call them quilts or no, blankets. It's an Afghan. I think that's an. I think that's an Appalachian. I don't want to say Eastern Kentucky. I think it's an Appalachian thing. Those people do not get enough credit. People from that generation,
2: no. people like my mamma's generation, who, my mamma. Yeah, like your mamma. those women could cook, can cl- can clean, can. do. I sound like a I sound like a male chauvinist, hona. But no, like when they would cook, they would they their meals were so good it would make you foot tap.
0: My granny Vera could walk with two chickens in each hand, wring their neck, mm-hmm. yell at you. Decide what she's going to take off the clothesline. Go in there, pluck them chickens all while she's in there making coleslaw and tater salad. She's watching her soap. She's making coffee. My granny was absolutely, she was superwoman. Yeah. They were, and they don't make them like that no more. No, and I'm so I'm so disappointed in myself that I know when I'm that age, I will not be anything like my granny Vera.
2: Yeah, it's sad for the kids today are not going to have the grandparents like we had growing up. Because my (laughs) God, were we so lucky to have the grandparents that we did.
0: Have you ever thought about what it is like to like have a grandparent, like to be like you know eight, nine years old, and your grandparent be in their fifties now Mm -hmm. because they're on social media. Could you imagine? You, I could not imagine my granny Vera trying to sit there and watch Days of Our Lives, scrolling on Facebook, or or my memo surfing the web, posting sh- selfies. Yeah, my granny hated pictures in general. Yeah,
2: sometimes I get on Facebook and I look at a lot of these photos that a lot of these girls, these moms, they'll post. just these selfies of themselves. So I'm like, man, I'm glad you're not my mom. I'm oh, glad. Gosh, I'm yes. gl- I, I feel sorry for your kids. <sighs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. UK versus Mississippi State was this past weekend. Both Kentucky and Mississippi State had a week to channel their rage after dropping tight games at home
0: last Saturday. What is that noise? I f- Houston, I think we have a problem. I do. I hear like a fire alarm in the I studio. I think somebody has set the fire alarm off.
2: Oh, well, that's interesting. So the show's probably going to get cut short. <laughs> well, anyway, anything can happen on live radio. Uh, Mississippi State defeated Kentucky 28-13 to 13 to open its... S- Southeastern Conference slate and dropped the Wildcats to 0 and two in league play. An interception on UK's first drive led to the Bulldogs first score in hindsight it was a start of a disastrous first half from which the Wildcats wouldn't fully recover. Mississippi State scored the first two minutes of the game. Chance poor of course. Played very poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that
0: poor guy alone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he uh, missed a 47-yard field goal attempt. It went uh, wide left. And he also missed a field goal kick 26 yards out. So it wasn't all chance poor. And next week when we play south carolina they aren't going to start transport they're going to start the replace the replacer kicker whoever that may be okay they keep looking in the window here in the studio like why are you guys still sitting here is the building on fire
0: i don't i hate fire drills i do you like fire drills
2: i don't i i i, remember, I feel like they're very inconvenient <laughs> yeah i remember in school though you had to go against the wall and put your or was that an earthquake No, the earthquake. earthquake, No, earthquake was under your desk.
0: Yeah, under your desk. The fire alarm. Oh, you
2: just got out of the building. Yeah, you got out of the building. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, like in grade school, they were chill. But do you remember in college, like when you would have (sighs) a fire drill and you couldn't use the elevator? And you know what floor I lived on in my dorm? Oh, I I lived on the
2: seventh floor. Amber, I lived on the thirteenth floor in my dorm. What are you talking about? And we had fire alarms, and we had to uh, we had to trot it down the stairs, trot it down the stairs, and trot it back up. Okay. But anyway, like I was saying, it's not all Transport's fault. Kentucky, we lost on the road. So everybody wants to say, Adam, why do you uh, not like Mark Stoops? Why do you give Mark Stoops such a hard time? Well, here we go again, folks. Zero and two starting off in the SEC. You're being hateful right now. Good job, Mark Stoops. You're doing so good. You're doing so good. you really winning them conference games. Anyway, South Carolina is this week. We play the Gamecocks. That's going to be a toss-up. I call that a pick-em. Uh, it's due that uh, Will Muschamp pulls out a win against Mark Stoops, but I hope that don't happen. The, the Gamecocks have also had a rough start of their own this season as they currently sit 1-3 overall and 0-2 and two in the conference, just like Kentucky. Uh, the Gamecocks <laughs> lost their starting quarterback, Jake Bentley, to a season-ending injury, so that uh, sucks for him, but it's promising for us. Both teams need this victory to turn their respective seasons around, making this game Saturday crucial for both programs uh, the game is this Saturday at 730 on the SEC network the odds the game open opened up as a two-point favorite ESPN FBI gives South Carolina a 60.8 percent chance of winning the lines are now set at South Carolina minus three Kentucky plus three and the over under is 53 and we will be going to the Williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia South Carolina. To play that game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time, and I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. If you want to follow Off the Cuff, you can follow us on Facebook at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Banks eighty eight. Follow me on Instagram at Adam Banks eight one eight. Follow Amber on Snapchat or Instagram at Ambu four four seven. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I am Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll see you next Thursday from 4 to 5. Have a great week.
1: Baby boy the prince. Me time cast my role. Extreme is the way I live.